0: 재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵
1: Well in this brand new season of Korea Escape We like to get the weekend edition kicked off right after our real-life Korean quiz, of course, with Planet Korea. Sometimes it's a little bit of a documentary, and sometimes it's a bit of a conversation. Today, it is the latter. We're going to uncover some new insights into Korean culture through international eyes today. We are joined by Deliana Mihneva from Bulgaria who out of compassion for me is going to allow me to call her Didi right and then we have from Quebec a beautiful french name from Quebec Genevieve Mercure which is uh, i i that's a soft spot in my heart because that's where my father's family side is all from Quebec in uh, in Canada my dad grew up speaking french with his um, his parents and his brothers and sisters so it's nice to have a canadian in the house i'll call you jen for short though if that's all right yes that's perfect welcome to both of you hello now your background is that you are both majoring in korean history and culture at the academy of korean studies i understand you have just finished your thesis dissertation i think a month or two ago is that right
2: well not yet almost but you're writing
1: it you're you're in the the thick of it now Uh, and we're both of you in slightly different ways although under the same academic direction are exploring prejudices stereotypes uh, perhaps in a slightly feminist inflected kind of way Uh, why don't we just get a quick summary of what your academic focus is Didi why don't you tell me what you've been writing about
0: uh, I'm uh, comparing, well, trying to compare and examine uh, Western feminism and the Korean women's movement, which is most most popular name for, uh, for the Korean feminism. Uh, so, uh, and uh, patriarchy, all these things that people abide in and uh, the division between public-private and who belongs, like men belongs to the public, women belongs to home-private, these kind of things. But it, it actually feels like that in the western world we have the same story Mm. so it's not only about Confucianism for instance here in Korea and it made me think that probably there is something more probably it's more about the division putting labels Mm. on things than the real life of people so that's what I'm...
1: Um, Jen, (laughs) what are you writing about?
2: I'm writing about uh, actually K-pop industry Uh, I'm thinking about how uh, women... In Korea, regular women achieve women right a lot these days. They started with what Didi just explained Mm -hmm. uh, several years ago. And now they are way more liberated than they were. But does it really show in the K-pop industry when we're talking about feminine singers? Yes. Are they do they have more rights than they were before or are they still in that same pattern?
1: I see. It's really interesting when you... Well, let's start with K-pop since, uh, you know, that's kind of what so draws so many people to come visit and then later maybe live here. Uh, it's not an easy answer to say whether women in K-pop are, are liberated or whether the images are liberated ones because there's there's flip signs of the coin, isn't there? We We just did recently a focus on these articles that say... Impossible standards for Korean women in in the K-pop industry. They've got to be perfectly thin, uh, perfectly cute and innocent. All of that stuff. But then there are these articulations of independence and uh, sort of individuality, toughness. Are you, would you say the the tone of your paper is more sanguine or is it more pessimistic?
2: I have to admit that when it comes to women's right for. Regular Korean women, it's way optimistic because uh, women in Korea are way less inside the house than they were before.
1: What's way less inside out? What's that mean?
2: Uh, Well, at first, women are supposed to go back home and take care of the kids when they um, conceive. And now they can go back to work after that. It's way easier for women to go back to work when the kids go to school or something like that. When we're talking about K-pop star, they still have to stay in that impossible appearance game.
1: Yeah, it's this
2: never-never land,
1: isn't it? It's yeah. kind of like a late teen, early woman stage, impossibly beautiful. Uh, what what they, they walk an incredibly fine line... I'm talking about now women in K-pop. I I don't know about... We'll leave the men for another day. But uh, they've got to be unbelievably suggestive and sexy but not seem anything other than pure and cute and sweet and innocent. And I think this is why K-pop catches on in these conservative cultures like uh, the Middle East or in Southeast Asia where you've got these very conservative and rigid rules for women and yet they can kind of hop over that preserve the innocence, and yet be super sexy and cute, right?
2: They have to be basically perfect. Mm. So they cannot act in a way that could cause a scandal. Sure. So I think innocence, perfection, the dream, they don't have the control on what they want to do on a daily basis. Didi, what's it like for
1: a Bulgarian woman to step into the shoes of a Korean woman here? Do you look in terms of envy? Do you look in terms of compare and contrast?
0: The thing is that um, we are a little bit specific, like not like the West because of our post-communistic situation. Yeah. But uh, so uh, uh, we happened that uh, in Bulgaria, the fem- feminism, for instance, was not very developed because of the communism. So everybody were equal, men and women together work and everything is seems to be fine. So at some point, uh, women become more masculine in Bulgaria.
1: They have become more masculine.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, Post
1: communism, you mean?
0: Yes, because um, they are probably more flexible in finding job and uh, how to say to accommodate the reality to themselves and uh, vice versa
1: it's very funny that you use the term become more masculine isn't that assigning roles right there
0: <laughs> i think it's a global trend it's yeah. not only like in bulgaria but the, the the factors are different in different countries so mm. that's my opinion that probably the communism was in role for this but uh, nowadays uh, the hali wave is is there and uh, Many young girls, they want to become something like a Korean woman, to look like a Korean woman, to at least to use makeup Mm -hmm. Uh, they they import from Korea.
1: Both of you, really. Jen, where do you think that the uh, image of the ideal woman here in Korea is prescribed from? Is it from drama? Is it
2: from pop music? I think there's a lot of that. What you see in the media is something that everybody can see and be attracted to. I think it's not necessarily just in Korea. Definitely people in my country that watch Korean dramas or music, they tend to want to be like that. Yes. So why in Korea wouldn't they want to attain that kind of ideal
1: uh, a little bit more into the concept of uh, prejudices, stereotypes, things like that that foreigners arrive in Korea with, you know they they come and um they've got to evaluate the culture sometimes with some knowledge, sometimes without it. It really makes a difference uh, in in the minds of foreigners who come here, whether they know something about Korea beforehand, right?
2: Definitely. I think we discussed a little bit about that in class and uh at the academy and there are kind of three types of foreigners that learn about korea you have the first type that doesn't know anything about korea for them korea if they know about it it's the olympic in 1998 and so they don't know anything so for them unfortunately asians are asians they all look the same they are kind of one package deal they're chinese basically which is not really nice, but it's like that.
1: Kind of lumping them into a Pan-Asian group, uh, the dominant group of which, of course, is Chinese or Japanese. So uh, there's the completely ignorant uh, or lacking knowledge foreigner that arrives. Then uh, there's the the sort of honeymoon approach. You've got the pink lenses on you. All you've seen is K-pop videos and K-dramas, and you think this is just one big K-drama set when you come over here. And then... Uh, there's people with actual firsthand experience, right? There's people that have actually know a thing or two. When you arrived in Korea, the two of you, did you know anything about Korea? Were you attracted by K pops and K dramas, or did you have sort of an academic uh, pull?
0: Actually, I uh, I'm a little bit different from Jen. Uh, I w- I'm not a K pop fan. Okay, I have some some things in my playlist. I can admit it, <laughs> but because they are danceable and stuff. But uh, I'm attracted in more like traditional things, more like of an old culture and um, I came here to study this and to compare to the contemporary situation. So uh, I try to prepare myself in advance before I come here, not to be with very uh, like um, fluffy, uh, pinky expectations of what I'm going to see, but of course I had my own prejudices. I'm everyone like it's so, so, so human thing. Uh, to what to label. Your, what uh, yeah. were some
1: of your expectations when you came? What well, did you expect to see, and what did you say?
0: I didn't expect to see so many smokers because in Bulgaria, oh my God, we smoke like like on every corner on the <laughs> streets. Although it's forbidden in the like um, how to say in restaurants or coffee areas, but uh, outside you can speak on the bus stop and stuff. And when I came here and I I saw yeah, it's not very visible, but it's a different story when the dark comes like life is a different thing for instance and also many women do smoke mm-hmm. I, was, I was surprised by that
1: there's a big difference Jen I don't know if you agree with this but there's a big difference between what you know to be true and the, the picture you paint in your mind it's the culture you grew up in that, that creates that picture and uh, the set of movies you may have
2: seen in my case I was really lucky because of course uh, since I'm studying the K-pop industry of course I know a lot about this industry and as an anthropologist I knew it couldn't be real. <laughs> and my friend was here before and she kind of prepared me saying, "Okay, you know, I'm here here are the things I dislike about Korea living here, here are the things I like, here what you can expect about being in Korea." So when I arrived, I was like, "Wow, that's how she told me it would be so. Mm-hmm. They, of course, there's still kind of you're amazed because it's in new countries. It's something different, but in the same way, I didn't have that crazy expectation to see K-pop stars like running in the streets and like the way every other friends I have mm-hmm. home would think. Like yeah. the first question that was asked <laughs> of me, like, did you see any K-pop star? And like. No. <laughs> they don't like run in the street like that. It's like do you see any stars in New York like that when you run in the street? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's still kind of arriving. Korea's uh occupying
1: more and more of the popular consciousness overseas, abroad. More and more people, A, have heard of Korea and B, have formed some kind of image or some kind of preconceived notion, stereotype, whatever that is. Um, but there's still a lot of expats here that complain that when they are outside of Korea, somebody's going to ask them, oh, you live in Korea? North or south? You know, they don't know to that extent. Um,
0: whether know, whether it's a joke or not, they do. Yeah. They do. It, like it's all the time,
1: yeah, and there are still some, uh, you know, some things perceived as quite negative in the West. You know, dogs in restaurants, things like that, uh, and that occupies what I would call a disproportionate amount of the consciousness because they stick out in your mind. But these days, of course, because of Halyu and so forth. People have this kind of honeymoonish idea about Korea. And because of the, the, the government does a lot of good PR in terms of, you know, we've got the best bandwidth in the world and yes. this, that, and the other thing. And there's a lot more storytelling by people who choose to live here about how convenient life is in Korea. You guys have been here how long?
0: A year and a half,
1: about. Oh, so very short time, relatively. Also about a year and a half, Didi? Yes,
0: yes. Same time, same semester, same years,
1: yeah. Biggest surprise so far in Korea? What would you say that is?
0: Fruit
2: are so expensive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I was really shocked the first time I went to a grocery store and saw the price of just a single apple. How about your biggest surprise, Didi?
0: Huh. Well, let's say well, it happened to me a few weeks ago. I was surprised because I was able to lost my to get lost in Gangnam, <laughs> in Gangnam on the Gangnam like the big boulevard. I was I lost I was lost there. So yeah, that was a big surprise for me.
1: <laughs> Jean-Viv Mercure and Deliana Michneva, did I get those names Perfect. right? <laughs> Thank you and good luck with your further academic studies.
0: Thanks a lot. Thank you.
1: And we're back with the science of Korean medicine in just a moment.